Have you ever seen someone that was just, they were just out of their mind? I'm not talking about your spouse. Maybe if you've looked in the mirror a time or two, you might have thought about that yourself. And there is a very common word for that, but we won't talk about it today. Yeah. We are in the second part of a three-part series on healing brokenness. And, uh, and I want you to know that today we're going to talk about, uh, last week we talked about a, a young boy that was possessed, that couldn't speak, but he could hear and see. And he was possessed, and he would go into these epileptic-type fits where he would fall on the ground, and it said that Satan would push him into the water and the fire to try to destroy him. See, that's Satan's job is to steal, kill, and destroy. So as long as you know that up front. But I want you to know that this young boy got healing. And it was a very obvious thing that you could see that he had. And so we're going to talk about healing brokenness in our lives today and again next week. And this week it's not in his right mind. And it's in Mark 5, 1 through 20. It's also uh, in Matthew and Luke. And, and I want you to know that this person that Jesus is going to, to deal with his brokenness, no one else. Just like the boy last week, no one else could have anything to do. They couldn't do anything with it. There are some broken areas in our lives that I'm going to be talking about. That there's only one way to fix it. There's only one place to get healing. You can try every other way, like Pastor Ramona talked earlier today. You can try everything you want. But there's really only one place to get brokenness fixed. And that's with the Lord Jesus. So that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Um, Mark 5, verse 1. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. Now, I want you to know the setting of this. Jesus was on the west side of the Sea of Galilee in Jewish territory around Jewish friends. He was on his own side, his side of the tracks. Everybody knew him. Everybody understood him. He was there in friendly territory. And he gets in this boat with his disciples, and he's going to go to the other side, to the side of Gerasenes. And I want you to know that on the way there, just before this in Mark 4, there's a storm on the sea. And Jesus is in the boat with the storm. You've probably heard of this story before, where Jesus is in the boat, and everybody's worried, and Jesus calms the storm. I want you to know that when the Lord Jesus Christ is headed to you, to heal your brokenness. A storm is not going to stop him. I, I want you to know that going in a foreign territory, which is where he was going, is not going to stop him. Going to the other side of the tracks, which is where he was going, is not going to stop him. And he was going there for one person. Is that person you today? Have you got some brokenness that needs healing 
today, I want you to know Jesus won't stop. He was going from familiar territory to enemy territory. I want you to put in your mind and think about how the people of Israel were in Egypt in captivity. You see, they went there. And it was the Lord that brought them out. Mark 5. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, it says. The tombs are not, are, they're holes that are hewn inside of rocks. And they're generally outside of the city because they're not where you can get to them. And so he lived in the tombs. It says, when Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit. We talked about the spirit of fear this morning. He came with an impure spirit from the tombs to meet Jesus. I want you to know that you may be in a tomb. There may be part of you that's been in the tombs. And there's really only one place to go where he went to meet him. And it says in verse 3, this man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore. Think about it. At one time he was able to be bound. But anymore, no one could bind him. Why were they trying to bind him? He just wasn't in his right mind. They couldn't bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot. But he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. think about these WWE wrestlers, how big they are. These NFL players, when you see them on the sideline beside a regular person, you think, wow. And nobody anymore could bind him. I want you to know Satan can get so deep into you. He can take such control of you that nobody can control you. And that's the way it was with this man. And it says, night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. I I wonder what he said. I wonder what he was feeling. I know that probably most of us know what it's like to be broken. Know what the feeling is when it's broken, when there's brokenness in our lives. And maybe you have... In your own life, in your own spot, somewhere, maybe it's in your car where no one could hear you. Maybe it's in your bedroom where you could get away from everybody and there's no one in the house. And because of your brokenness, you may have cried out. Despair. And it says, he cut himself with stones. Being in despair... And self-harm, they go hand in hand. It even says this in Luke 8, 27. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but lived in the tombs. You see, he didn't even have clothes on. Can you imagine the shame associated with being chained, alone, in despair, and naked? Is that a picture of brokenness or is it not? Amen. It is. 
brokenness. And brokenness comes in many sizes, many shapes, many colors. You know, brokenness sometimes you can see it. Like you can say, that guy's not in his right mind. You might say he's crazy, but you could certainly say he's not in his right mind. And you can know people that have done stuff that's so unbelievable, you'll say to yourself, wait a second. They can't be in the right mind to act like that or to say that or to do that or to believe that. Sometimes it's seen. Sometimes brokenness is so evident. Walk down the streets of almost any major city in the United States of America. Walk down the sidewalks of any big place. Go by any sporting event. Go to the downtowns. You'll see brokenness. It's so obvious that you can see it. But let me tell you this. But wait, there's more. How about the brokenness that you can't see? It's, it's in there where nobody, nobody knows what it is. Yeah. No, nobody understands. Maybe you haven't told anybody. Maybe you've kept it to yourself. Maybe you've just said, I'm not going to show this part of me. And it's the part that's really the most broken. It's the part that's the most vulnerable. Because maybe it was done by someone you love or you know. That's reached inside of you and taken a piece out and broke it. Yeah, brokenness comes in seen and unseen. So this man, he lived in the tombs and no one could bind him. He'd been bound, but he broke them. And he broke the irons on his feet. And night and day he cried out and cut himself. And he was naked. Yeah. That's some way to treat mental illness, isn't it? It's almost an indictment of the way that we treat mental illness. And, you know, mental illness is one of the most common conditions. Uh, If you look on the CDC website, they'll tell you that there's over 200 different kinds of mental illnesses, like schizophrenia and bipolar and PTSD and dementia and anxiety and ADHD, everybody knows those, but there's a list of others. And they come from every place. Um, One of the statistics said that 19% of all people in America have experienced mental illness at one time or another. Sometimes you can get in it and get out. Other times when you get in it, It's something about this pull. There's something about this darkness. There's something about how bad the hurt was that hurt you. There's something about how you were hurt that you just can't get out of it. I dare say that all of us at one time have experienced some sort of brokenness. And Mark 5, 6 says this. As Jesus, he he left Capernaum, he Sailed across the Sea of Galilee in a storm. He went from west to east to a different place with different people who worship gods. And this man that was broken, the scriptures say in Mark 5, 6, when he saw Jesus from a distance. You see, this reminds me of the prodigal son. 
when the prodigal son had gone and spent everything he had, and he was come back and says, the father saw him at a distance. You see, salvation was coming to that son. I want you to know that this man had nowhere else to go, nowhere else to turn, nobody else to talk to, no prescription to get, nobody could give him counseling, he couldn't, you know, get worked in the doctor's office. He had one place to turn. Have you ever only had one place to turn? He saw Jesus from a distance, and he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. In the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. In heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess or acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord of the glory of God. And this man, he shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus? Son of the Most High God. In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus has said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. A spirit of fear can get in you. Pastor Bonnie talked about it this morning. Bible study, don't miss them. It can grip you so that you're really blinded. It'll keep you up at night as you toss and turn, thinking how I'm going to do this and how I'm going to do that. How am I going to get through this? Jesus said to him, come out of this man, you impure spirit. You see, physical chains could not hold him, but spiritual chains bound him. Because sometimes the thing that you can't see is more powerful than what you can see. I'll tell you on the positive side of it, faith is the substance of things not seen. Sometimes the things you can't see are more powerful on both sides of the spectrum. See, the main point is Jesus is looking for change to break then and now. When Jesus asked him, he said, what's your name? And he said, my name is Legion. He replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A Roman legion has about four to 6,000 soldiers. And this guy says, my name's Legion, for there's many of us. You don't have to look far outside of the church to realize that there's a lot of people that need help. But you don't have to look too far inside the church to realize there's a lot of us that suffer from brokenness and need help. And it's only by God's love that we survive. Jesus told a parable about the lost sheep. It started out with a lost coin, the lost sheep, the lost son. It says, which one of you shepherds wouldn't leave the 99 and go find the one? And when you find the one, the scripture says that you would pick it up and put it over your shoulders and bring it back. And everyone would rejoice. You see, Jesus left the 99 in Capernaum, his seat of ministry. He got in a boat with his disciples, went across a stormy sea and calmed the storm. And he was looking for one man, one person. Is that person today 
you that's been broken. My name is Legion for many. And he begged them not to send them out of the area. And a little aside is that there's a large herd of pigs feeding in the nearby hillside. And the demons begged Jesus, send us into the pigs and allow us to go into them. And he gave them permission. And the impure spirits went into the pigs, which were impure. They were unclean. Another message. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down a steep bank of the lake and were drowned. Can you imagine smelling 2,000 live pigs? That killed swimming that afternoon. And you see, the smell of those dead pigs took a while to putrefy. You see, here's what happens when Satan gets in us. You may not see it. But you yourself may seem to think, man, there's something rotten in me. This I've got to stop. That I've got to quit thinking about. This I've got to get over. It can overcome you. So Jesus was in enemy territory, just like the people of Israel were in Egypt. And he put the evil spirit into pigs, unclean animals, and drown them. I want you to think of the army of Pharaoh. You see, when Jesus starts getting you to heal brokenness, when Jesus can get into you and your brokenness can become fixed and well and healed, it's like taking the last three days of that antibiotic. Take it. Don't stop halfway through. And when you do that, what's going to happen is he's going to drown Satan behind you. He's going to bring you out of captivity. He's going to get in you, and what is in you that's putrid, he's going to get out. If only. If only you'll let him. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this to the town and the countryside, and the people went out to see what happened. And when they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. And he was sitting there dressed, and in his right mind. And they were afraid. You see, he had no clothes, and Jesus clothed him. He was not bound. He was unbound. He was in his right mind. And they were afraid. See, the people around you, when you start getting through your brokenness, now listen, the people around you, when you start getting your brokenness healed, the people around you, when you with God's help, get the stuff that stinks out of there. And when you start letting God in and you start getting your right mind, I'm not up all night long. I'm not up every night tossing and turning. I'm not afraid of what's going to happen. God didn't give me the spirit of fear. And you're going to change your clothes, not your clothes, but 
It's right. And people around you that knew you as you were, they're liable to be afraid. And by golly, they should. Because you're a different person. You're changed. Are you ready for that? This whole series came out of one phrase and one song. I double dog dare you to listen to it sometime. Not just dog dare you. It's a song by Toby Mac. And the song is Feel It. And it features a guy named Mr. Talkbox. And one phrase in that song says this. You take our brokenness and make us beautiful. Thank you, Lord. See, the man sat there in his right mind, clothed. He can take our brokenness and make us beautiful. There may be broken areas in your life, and you may not see yourself as beautiful. You may see yourself as broken. There may be things that you've done in the past. I've got to say what's in the past is in the past. Take that stuff to to Jesus Christ and be done with it. Jesus wants your chains, and he wants your brokenness. And it says this, as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed, who had been past tense, begged to go with him. And Jesus didn't let him. It said, go home to your people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he's had mercy on you. See, that's a witness. People are going to be afraid when they see the changed you. The people that know the broken you are going to be afraid when they see the change you because they're going to think that's impossible. How, how could that happen? It doesn't matter what happened or how it happened or when it happened or how long it happened. God wants to take your brokenness and make you beautiful. And so the people were amazed. So brokenness. Healing it. Here's how you can start. Today. You can start this today. Last week, it was a simple little thing. Because if you get something too big to do, you won't do it. I can eat a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. But I got to eat them one at a time. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Your brokenness can be so big. I don't know your brokenness. But it can be so big. You've you got to break this down. Pick a chain. Any chain this week that holds you. Take it to God for two minutes. You can do this. This is something you can do. 14 minutes this week. Put your phone on quiet. Sleep. Not vibrate because you'll hear it across the house. Yeah. <laughs> Put it down. And, and 
you know you can do two minutes. Just get somewhere with God for two minutes. Each day, it can be anywhere. Maybe it's when you're pulling up to work and you're a little early. Or when you're leaving work and you're leaving work early. Just two minutes and, and, and say, God, he knows your brokenness. Say, God, I, this is an area of brokenness in my life that I need, I need, I need healed. In just two minutes. See, it's easier when you meet someone and you've got something messed up in your life and you tell them, you tell them your whole life story. It's like one of these home movies and it keeps on going and keeps on going and just give God a couple of minutes and say, hey God, tomorrow I'm coming back. And give God the rest of that whole day to speak to you. To speak to your brokenness. Talk to God just like he's your loving father. And if you didn't have a loving father like I did, he is. So two minutes a day, take that brokenness and give it to him. See what it'll do. It, it will amaze you and it will amaze those that see you. It may be the first day, second day, third day. I'm trying to help you build a habit of doing something that will help you cleanse your life of brokenness. To help you heal. Because you'll sure think more than two minutes on how much gas is. And you'll sure to think two minutes on what's the world turning to. And you'll sure think two minutes about the person on their cell phone in front of you at the red light that won't go. You'll carry that with you for about an hour. He takes our brokenness and makes us beautiful. Dear God, I thank you today that we've got an example of how you take brokenness and make it beautiful. Father, help those that are here today and those listening to find two minutes to focus on you. To take what was broken and turn it over to you and listen to what you would say about it. He says he's forgotten our sins, our trespasses as far as the east is from the west. So, so now's your time. Just spend a moment. Think of any area of brokenness in your life. And we're just going to spend 15 seconds on it. You know what it is. You know exactly what it is. And you know exactly where it came from. Dear God, thank you. Thank you that you take our brokenness and make us beautiful. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ today, the first step in any healing is turning to him. Realizing that sin can't enter heaven and that God loves you, gave his son for you. So if you don't know the Lord, it's so easy. Don't make it complicated. Dear Lord, I know I've messed up and I want to change.
I want to know you. It's just that easy. If you've never done that before, please do it right now. God's just so loving and this is so simple. And take your brokenness to him. I thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Next week, we'll finish this with a a story you won't want to miss. God bless you all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is Pastor Louie. I hope you've enjoyed the message today, and I hope that it has encouraged you. If you need any further information about the message or our ministries, please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 1030 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at thelivingcornerstone.org. Be blessed.